Once upon a time, upon an island in the middle of a lake, three public stewards joined forces to protect a small town's independence and start a podcast. I'm Superintendent and Coroner, Baby Smith Jones Johnson. I'm Fire Chief and Historian, Gil Gilman. I am Mayor Manny McDermott. is y'all come back hello comebackers and welcome to another episode of this is y'all come back i am your mayor manny mcdermott and i'm superintendent and coroner baby smith jones johnson and i've finally completed renovations on my tulip greenhouse and i'm fire chief and historian gil gilman yesterday in the newspaper i i saw something that really turned my stomach i I I don't think I'm a fan uh, of the opinion of getting rid of the uh, the Yalkenbeck Haypenny. Uh, I I think it's an institution and we should keep it. And you know, without the Haypenny, uh, our our copper mill is really going to go out of business. Well, thank you both for your Haypennies and thus your two cents. And speaking of institutions of Yalkenbeck, I I know that we usually like to start our episodes on a cheery note. Um, but I feel like we would be remiss if we did not immediately, um, if not briefly, discuss two major losses in our community this past week. One, the first Little Miss Cornhole, Linda Graybill, and former Mayor Lipschwitz, um, the first of our cat mayor tradition, and someone who I'm honored to follow in this chair and I want to take it straight to you, Gil and Baby, as two pillars of this community yourselves, what it means to lose these absolute um, icons of our history and up until recently of our present. You know, um, I actually spoke to uh, Linda just a few days before she passed, and uh, she told me that she was a huge fan of our podcast and said that should she ever meet her untimely end that um she she wanted to be sent off with respect on this very podcast and uh yeah i and i spoke to mayor lipschwitz just uh, a few days before uh, his passing as well uh he is a cat so he was unable to communicate um in english or any human language for that matter um i i think though if i were to read the mixture of sort of goopiness and uh, a little bit of glaucoma in his kitty eyes though i i think he would say uh that he's proud of what he's done you know the the suggestion boxes around town uh mm-hmm. setting the precedent as the first uh first of the cat mayors or at least the first cat mayor in recent history sort of modern history right um, i believe there might have been some before uh and, and you know he he really passed uh, a, a lot of pro-social uh, sort of uh, ordinances and decisions here in town. He he was really a unifying force. Um, and Linda, you know, she had those parties that she never invited me to. So, And uh, for any citizens who are listening to this uh, and wondering what you can do to 
honor Linda and Mayor Lipswich, we are starting a fund to raise money to have Linda's ice cream cart and the mayor's litter box dipped in gold. Hmm. Yes, and we will put those right next to Nathaniel Studebaker's statue outside of Town Hall. We want them to be in our circle of icons outside uh, and to join that that elite um, that elite force of former comebackers. And I will just say briefly um, for Mayor Lipschwitz, I, I don't want to to understate how how hard he must have worked to be the mayor. You know, I have. Uh, I have the distinction of knowing what it's like to be the mayor of the city. And one thing a lot of you might know is that it's tradition that anytime we pass an ordinance, um, there's a giant uh, rubber stamp that you have to that you have to put on the paper. And to mm. do that without opposable thumbs and with such um, small furry arms um, must have taken just such willpower. Not to mention just you know the fifth declawed mayor in uh, in all of Yelkenbeck history. Right. Right, only five. Well, um, a moment of silence, if you will, for Linda and for Lipschwitz. Well, I think that was a moment. Yeah, that seemed plenty for me. Okay, great. Well, speaking of exemplary Yolkenbackers, this is a very exciting time. Um, this is, you know, we have an annual tradition in Yolkenbach, or so I'm told, uh, called the Best of Yolkenbach. Gil, can you explain what that is? Yeah, sure, of course. Uh, well, I think anyone who subscribes to the Yolkenbach Caller uh, knows about the Best of Yolkenbach, uh, sort of the annual tradition of the newspaper here to uh, allow the people to sort of voice what they think are, are sort of some of the best private institutions um, in, in our town. Uh, so not only are those listed out by category, uh, but uh, the citizens of Yalkenbeck are allowed to submit uh, which ones uh, to, to vote, which ones they think are the best in each category. And, and then uh, those businesses get the sort of honored distinction of being able to put that up in their front entryway, uh, maybe on their website or or just have it tattooed on their body somewhere. I, I know a couple of folks have taken uh, to sort of branding it that way. And I uh, believe that uh, the prize this year is uh, a wreath that the three of us are going to be uh, making by hand. Oh, well, that's that's news to me. Um, oh, did you not bring your, your, your special wreath materials? Gail and I have a box I, over here already. We've been planning yeah, this for I'm wearing weeks. my gloves now, along with my memorial clothes from uh, Linda and, and Mayor Lipschwitz's joint funeral. I'm, I'm already wearing my gloves because it's going to take a while to make all those wreaths, and I mean, that's a lot of needles. I do carry my bedazzling kit with me anyway, just to you know, um, zhuzh up my vests on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, will that help? Zhuzh is um, a strong word for uh, what you do with your vest, but uh, yeah, that's fine by me. Very well. Uh, well, maybe uh, maybe we could discuss some, um, since many you're new to this, maybe this tradition of the best of you all come back. Maybe we could discuss some of these uh, these categories and and what we think. I I mean I don't know if that skirts uh, appropriate uh, demeanor for government employees to be talking about their favorite private institutions. But you know what the heck? It's, it's the holidays. Uh, well, I say I, we go for it. I can assure you I will keep my legs crossed and my private institutions privatized. But yes, let's and the nominees are. Uh, well, uh, I am definitely hitching my wagon 
to the monk's new bakery is Buddha a carb? Because when oh. they're this delicious, when they're this enlightening, the calories, they don't count. I think that's got good potential for sure uh, of being the best in Yalkenbeck for the bakeries. But I think the the the, the ladies of the Pump Palace really, uh, you know, the side bakery that they opened up, um, I think that they've got a lot of uh, good possibilities there. I know that they sort of, well, I think what's impressive to me about their bakery is sort of their inventiveness. You know, they took the problem uh, where, I mean, as you know, as a sort of health inspector here in town as well, uh, I they were shut down briefly um, because of some, some bacteria sort of, uh, well, they sort of had a yeast problem there. And uh, so, they, but they turned that to their advantage and uh, opened up that side bakery, which is, they've just got phenomenal. Uh, and you know, with clotted cream, that delicious, it would be criminal to not let them operate. Well, uh, speaking of food categories, I do think that bakery category is going to be tightly contested, um, and I'm looking forward to the result. I will say I, um, and you know me, I love I love going on my health kicks. I love going over to Half Foods to get my groceries, but in the veggie category, I, I have to cape for the island of misfit produce. This is where, you know, we send our most misshapen fruits and vegetables are, you know, the ones that are discarded by those who would, you know, shame them for their lack of beauty, but they are delicious. The way that they are arranged in those display cases after works of art, I have been, um, you know, like this week it's a Frida Kahlo theme and the way they're using those zucchinis to make her eyebrows i just think it's uh it's a it's incredible so you um, know there there is a, a lot of contention some say that their produce displays are too erotic and and frankly i find you know that they take the sort of you know the japanese tradition of the, the wabi-sabi i i think a little bit uh too extreme there you know some some of these produces they've got these you know jagged edges and everything and and filling them with gold you know that it does make them look nice and gives them that unique factor, but you know, I I find it hard to put them in a stir fry afterwards. That is fair, and I and I do admit to both of your points that uh, when I went in there during eggplant week, I really had to watch where I sat. It was uh, dangerous. Frankly, when it comes to the produce category, I'm a big fan. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you visited this shop. Uh, it's you know they always run out of stock so quickly. Anti Deuce. Um, and they, mm. they only have one of everything. You know, a lot of stores are pro-deuce, um, so they have multiples. This one is, no, they're against that. They only have one. Uh, so you, They dropped the deuce. I have to say that uh, I personally am a big fan of spuds and duds. For every pound of potatoes you buy, you also get a box of milk duds. And uh, who doesn't like a, a milk dud with their, their mashed potatoes? It's true. There have been so many times that I have been making a potato casserole, a potato soup, you know, an al gratin, any of these things. And I thought, you know, what would really go well with this is a, a box of milk duds or some other sort of container of milk duds. And they've got all of it. And, uh, you know, it, it comes uh, pre-purchased or pre-wrapped. So that's it is a good deal. I think they've got a real chance in it. I think that, you know, uh, perhaps the part that I think really has some room for uh, addition uh if they're, you know, they're still looking for entries into this contest, uh, best Yelkenbeck car wash it mm. is ha, is currently uncontested. There's only the one. And uh, I think that if another car wash were to open up right now, 
A lot of people get that grime and, you know, snow on their windshields. They want to clean it off afterwards. So, and, and I mean, I think we all know which one is left uh, on the island, and none of us like it. Nice. Uh, I'm getting angry already just thinking about it. Rocks for squeegees. You, you know, none of you all were saying anything. Uh, I, I, have you not been there? Uh, it's it's a bad place. My my truck is the, all the windows are totaled. I mean, I and and they say it at the front. They're like, we use rocks for squeegees. We put the soap on the rocks. We get the rocks wet. We then smash your windows with rocks. I just think that's a bad business. I I, I, I don't know. I have to agree. Uh, as both of you know, I I don't own a car, but I thought, you know what? It could still be a fun, novel experience. So I actually walked through the car wash, uh, uh, and mm. I left with uh, bruises and uh, a, a decently sized hematoma on my back. Yeah, that does explain the crook in your nose as well. I was wondering about that this morning. I'm ugly. Don't look at me. No, it's um just like the Island of Misfit Produce. It's misshapen but beautiful but erotic hmm. and baby you probably could get uh you probably could get a lot of that checked out and maybe uh polished up i mean i mean i think you look great as you are but uh you know the the day spa category has so many options there uh and uh, i think all of them are really strong uh i think rocks for massages is uh, you know the the original uh, I guess what was spun off into the car wash uh, is a really good place that you, maybe you could consider. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, rocks for car washes, horrible idea. Conversely, rocks for massages, you wouldn't think so, but... Yeah, it works. Great idea. I mean, it really, it does make sense when you think about it because the 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 owner of both businesses, John Roxfer, is a massage therapist. So it's just like more in his wheelhouse. That's true, and and then it, of course when he married into the car washerman's family, that was uh, well, I guess that sort of made sense that he would try and you know marry the two, um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see how long it lasts. We'll see. Um, well, yeah, and I just uh, if we could do a rapid fire, just a few. You know, there is the um, there is the miscellaneous favorite store category. I think we could all just name two of our favorites. Um, you know, for me, uh, I'm a regular attendant of uh, Pleather's Addies, where you can be both vegan and hot, and uh, also the 90s Nostalgia Shop, which is the only place I can find Surge. I uh, have to say I, I'm a big fan of the uh, the Halloween shop, uh, Flora, Fauna, and, and Scary Weather. Uh, it's where mm. I buy all of my clothes uh, and cobblers and such. Uh, it's where I have my shoes cobbled and my blackberries cobbled. Uh, everyone knows that I'm a big fan of the wallet store, um, so that's definitely going to be on the top of my list. Uh, I think that they've got a really good chance at it. Um, but uh, on top of that, I mean, I think that the second best one for me would probably be ladles and such. Uh, when it comes to spoons, I think ladles are the superior utensil for uh, scooping things up, and uh, they got them. So you prefer a big spoon? Oh, yeah, definitely. Big spoon guy here. Interesting, interesting. I always have a little spoon. Uh, Manny, we're getting a, a phone call. Uh, uh, I'm gonna yes, go ahead Gil, and pick up. I can Hello, also hear caller. That. Um, this is Yolkin Beck Town Hall. Uh, this is the an emergency Hi. line. Hi. Oh, oh my goodness, is this Gil? Uh, well, yes. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't recognize your voice. 
Oh my goodness. Well, you shouldn't recognize me. I, I just moved here about three weeks ago, but it's such an honor to be talking to you today. I listen to your podcast every what? week. Oh, um, wow. And, Welcome. Yeah, and um, you know, you guys are actually the reason that I that I decided to move here. <laughs> so it, it's a real honor and um, I just wanted to thank you guys for the service that you're doing and, and telling us all about your lovely town because it's, I think so far it's bringing me a lot of good. Well, golly, uh, I, you got me, you know, blushing redder than the, the hiney on my mom, which is, uh, uh, never mind. But uh, I, no, I got baby okay. and, uh, and Manny here too. Oh my gosh, hi, hi, Manny and Baby, again, such an honor. Uh, maybe it's because I, I failed my happy fun time learning for understanding words and making sense of them, but uh, did you just say you moved here because of our podcast? I, I did indeed say that. I'm so excited to be a new resident of Y'all Come See, Mom, if you're listening, I told you it would work. Sorry. So, well, um, who are you? Uh, you know, um... Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't even tell you my name. My name's Jessica Wessica. Um, That's a lovely know, name. Uh, very poetic. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I was afraid you were going to say you know, your name I... was Jessica Lessica, and that would have just been embarrassing because we we got we already got a Jessica Lessica on the island, and it would be hard to tell you apart. Oh well, that would be that would be quite a dilemma. But yeah, I'm Jessica Wessica, and. You know, what's interesting is that when I was born, my name was Jessica Wessica, and then I got married to a Wessica, so I became Jessica Wessica Wessica, but the reason that I'm moving here and uh, that I needed a, this fresh start is because I actually just got, I got divorced. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. My husband of, of 72 years left oh me my God. Um, for his cousin, so uh, I thought that it might be nice for me to get a fresh start. Um, and, and that's why I'm, I'm here. Boy, that sounds, uh, rough, uh, Jessica Wessica. Uh, I, I know that, um, we don't really know each other yet, but if you're here, you are one of us. So let me just pause and let you have some space. How are you? <laughs> well, baby, thank you very much for asking. And I, you know, I just want to say, I do hope that I can meet all of you sometime in person because I, I must be, uh, Bold and telling you that each of your voices sounds like it comes with a very handsome face. So, um, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm I'm coping. Um, everybody here is very very polite, very talkative, very welcoming. And um, you know, I I wanted to call in and tell you all about an interesting thing that's been going on with me uh, since the second week I moved here. So it started last week. It's been happening this week too. Um, and it's really nothing to complain about. It's just quite peculiar, and I was wondering if maybe it happens to other people, so um, I don't want to, you know, hijack this conversation, because no, no. I know we have important town things to discuss. No, no, but, Jessica, you're, um, uh, well, so we're actually recording the podcast now, um, but uh, I, I'm sure uh, since you've heard the other episodes, oh. you know that uh, that we, we, lo we love to have our callers on, um, so as long as you don't mind sharing your emergency with, uh, with our listeners, uh, yeah, just go ahead. Uh, and just based on what you I were saying, wanna... I'm yeah. I'm assuming you're going to say that you, uh, if it happens to other people and that it happens sort of every day since you moved here, I, you're going to say that you're being scared by that face that uh, someone put onto their tree. Um, I, I I am too. You're you're not the only one. It scares the bejesus out of me every time I pass by it. I have to oh. circumnavigate and go uh, completely all the way around the opposite side of the island because of it. It's a scary tree, and I wish oh there was something we could do about it, but uh, 
Baby's in charge of forestry well, on the I island, don't... so it's not my decision. <laughs> well, you know, if it's bothering other people, that's quite all right. I actually personally find it quite comforting. It reminds me a bit of my father. But, um, you know, if people are complaining about it, then, then I think that you should maybe take it down or, or do something to be mindful of the other residents. But actually, that has nothing to do with what, what I'm experiencing. And, um, again, I don't want to alarm anyone. It's not an emergency. It's just something that I found... That is quite peculiar. Um, that's happening to me. Well, if, if uh, uh, you know, which... uh, if it's not an emergency, would you would you mind actually calling uh, calling back on the non-emergency line? Uh, we we I know oh. I know it, it, you know maybe the contents of this conversation suggests that this is not an emergency line, but we we're we're supposed to be keeping this one open. Uh, and it's just the same can... number. It is the uh, same number. Except at the end, know. it's a, a colon. And uh, a right parentheses, so it's a the phone number and then a smiley face, so that we know it, it's a non-emergency. We'll we'll just pick up the uh, the other receiver. Uh, so yeah, just okay. Just um, hang up this one and call I, right I back. Haven't, okay, I haven't been able to take my happy fun times tech savvy um experience yet, but but we'll see if this works. So I'll I'll talk to All you right. in a minute. Uh, while we're waiting huh? for uh for Jessica to call back um. Maybe this would be a good time for our commercial. <clears throat> oh, sure. Yeah, let's um, let's let's hear. I I think we have a new sponsor this week, and I think it's in the family. So, let's hear it. At Smith Jones Johnson Mortuary, we know the ebbs and flows of life are as inevitable as the rising and setting of the sun. So when the sun sets on the final act of your loved one's one-person play known as life, the Smith-Jones-Johnson family is here for you. The Smith-Jones-Johnson Mortuary is also pleased to announce our partnership with Connie's Dog Wigs and Frozen Yogurt. Purchasing one of Connie's wigs to send your loved ones off with hair piled high comes with complimentary, wake-appropriate yogurt catering. Smith-Jones-Johnson Mortuary guarantees if you're not satisfied with your funeral rites, the next one is free. back thank you for that and um you know i think it's oh oh there's the other there's oh i haven't heard that ringtone yet that's interesting uh, i expected something hello. more jovial hi uh, jessica hello yes we're here hi manny hi i'm so relieved that this worked yep i mean it only took you several minutes but we are here we're still uh we're still very thrilled to talk to you so jessica please um i know you said that there are more important matters to discuss but there's nothing more important to me than a new resident. Um, so please um, let us know what's happening. Well, well, thank you again very much for your time. It's I, I just feel really appreciated to be seen, you know, by uh, by the higher ups in this town. But so I'll, I'll put it shortly. Um, pretty much what happened is I, I moved here three Mondays ago, and on the second Monday. I woke up, um, there is a window right across from my bed, and, and outside of the window I could see some smoke, or you know, just something that seemed like it was coming from a very intense flame outside my oh window. My so I was I was bit a bit nervous, of course, because I, I don't like fire very much, especially when it's so close to where I lived. Right. Um, so I went out, uh, you know, to the window, and I looked down, and I couldn't see too much because of the smoke, but I did see a white figure um, that was sort of walking around in circles, and 
and I guess it was, uh, it seemed to be a man, and he was wearing some sort of white outfit, and it seemed a bit loose, and he had a tall white hat on, and I was very, I was very concerned. Yeah. Um, and so I went downstairs, and um, I, I opened the door, and then I realized that the smoke was coming from a grill. And then behind the grill was a fryer, and there were all of these large tables with mixers and bowls, and, and the man who was standing there in the white outfit was what appeared to be a chef. Oh, what a relief. That and, is not um, where I thought I, the story was going. Whew. Yeah, I was about to ask you to hang up and call back on the emergency line. That sounded frightening. Yeah. Well, it, it was, and, and that's why I originally was very nervous and, and wanted to call in. And then, you know, this has become a regular thing, and um, I've realized that, you know, he's not he's not harmful, but... um got very confused about why the stranger was in my front yard cooking. Um, and of course, I'm I'm all about a man making me breakfast in bed or taking it up to me in the morning, but I was confused about why this was happening because I'd never met him before, and I didn't even know that anybody really knew who I was since I'd just moved in. And um, I walked over to him, and um, I, I told him uh, that my name was Jessica Wesica, and I wanted to know who he was, and he introduced himself as chef so-and-so and he had an assortment of all these breakfast foods for me to try so i was very excited um could definitely tell that he was experimenting but he had three plates for me three three different courses the first one was just you know uh, a nicely toast piece of brioche with some apricot jam then the next thing he had for me was was a fruit cup with some scrambled eggs on the side. And then the third was a really healthy stack of chocolate chip pancakes, which I devoured very quickly because I was very hungry and it looked delicious. I mean, so that sounds just I like Chef So-and-So. He, uh, he is really experimental where he puts scrambled eggs and uh, putting it in the fruit cup. I mean, that was he was the first one to do that. Uh, everyone else has been <laughs> doing it afterwards has been copying him. So you know Chef So-and-So then? Oh, of course, oh, oh, yeah. Yes, uh, Chef So-and-So hails from the Bebe So-and-Sos. Um, they are um, sort of the uh, culinary elite of the island. That's true. His sister is my oh. next-door neighbor on Bebe Street. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, her name is Sue Chef So-and-So. Mm. Oh. Does, so she also cooks then? It runs in the family. Oh, uh, well, she cooks uh, uh, smaller things, but yes. Well. Oh, all right. Well, well, that's good to know. I'm, I wasn't sure who he was. I'd never heard of him. Of course, I'm a stranger, so everybody's still a stranger. But anyway, I was very delighted to, to begin my second week at Y'all Come Back with this lovely breakfast. And then the next day, Tuesday morning, I, I awoke with the same thing. I saw the smoke in my window, and I assumed that it was maybe him again. And it was. And... And this time, I went down, I, I had the same, you know, three-course meal, and um, but then he, at the end, added three more plates. And um, again, it was all very delicious, but I was getting pretty full. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I don't have a... Six courses is a lot, yeah. It, it is quite a lot. And so, long story short, each time I've gone back, including this week, he's added three more courses to my breakfast meal. And um, I, I am a little bit concerned because I really can't eat that much food, but, but I don't like wasting food and I get very nervous if I don't clean my plate. So I'm in a dilemma where, you know, by the end of the week um, and by the end of next week, I, I will probably have had, you know, one one morning of over 30 courses and then 70 courses and then 100 courses. And, and I have to eat it all because... 
you know, I don't like wasting. I'm I'm very pro recycling and being good to the earth and so and I just who don't doesn't know to want do. to be part of the, the clean plate club. Exactly. Jessica, I don't mean uh, to I don't mean to victim blame, but would you say that that you're a bit of a glutton for hot bunishment? Well well Manny, um you've I've I've never heard I didn't. Jessica, you don't have to answer that question. Um, Manny, that is uh, a bit out of line. Uh, Jessica, I did want to it's ask. A real problem, though, um, You mentioned how uh, this keeps happening every morning. Um, it, it, is it, does it always happen in this exact same fashion where you wake up, you see the smoke, you see the figure, and, and you're not sure who it is until you walk outside the door and introduce yourself? Um, for the most part, I, I normally uh, assume who it is, but I don't, you know what they say about assuming. So I do want to make sure that uh, I don't, I don't have the wrong impression until I go outside. So it does happen every day. At this point, I, I think I know it's always going to be chef so-and-so, but I never want to be too sure until I see it with my very own eyes. Uh, you know, uh, the more, the more I hear of this, the, the more it sounds to me like, Maybe this isn't Chef So-and-so, uh, but in fact, Chef So-and-so Jr., uh, who, uh, well, as Gil and I know, uh, ha suffered a, a tragic accident in the past. Yeah, that's true. Chef So-and-so. Yeah, well, you, you know, you, I'm sure you can, you'll be able to tell us if it's Jr. or not. Um, does he have the mark of the beast on his forehead? Oh, uh, like yeah, a yeah. tattoo of sort of a toothed. It's not fair to call it a tattoo because it is a, just a biological scar, but uh, it's sort of like a gaping maw, toothed. Well, um, you know, yes, yes, he does. And that's um, Junior. Yep. I, oh, all right. I I was confused when you said you thought maybe it was a tattoo at first because I was going to say it is a it is quite fleshy, um, and it did seem like something that came with him, you know, part of the package, if you will. But, yeah, so, um, okay, I, I guess it is Chef So-and-So Jr. I, I didn't know that there was such a thing until now. Uh, you, you see, uh, Jessica, Wessica, um, back when Chef So-and-So Jr. Um, was just a, a tyke, um, he was learning about addition and subtraction uh, in his little elementary school math class, and, um, well, he... He had a bit of an accident, um, and that just uh, froze him tragically in time. And so now uh, he he doesn't he knows how to start adding, but he doesn't know how to stop. Mm. Oh wow, mm. wow! Well, th well, that does make a lot of sense now. Um, and see, I I just don't know if I should tell him that I'm full, or or if I should say, you know, this is lovely, but can you please box it up? I I just don't want to hurt his feelings. You know that's that's incredibly uh, kind of you, and uh, I I would say the the mark of a true comebacker um, to sort of be that courteous to someone uh, that is starting small fires uh, in front of your house to wake you up every day. Uh, well, I you know it, it it's a bit of a head scratcher, but um, I I think the best option is to do uh, what I did when. Chef, Chef So and So Junior was doing this to me uh, a, a couple months ago. Um, if 
have you tried at the end of your meal? Um, have you have you tried just clapping your hands frantically? You know, I haven't, Gil. I've never thought of trying that. Uh, you know, uh, any loud noise will do, really. Um, when this happened to me uh, about two years ago, I took an old coffee can full of pennies outside and just shook it in his face. Wow. All right, well, um, I guess I'll have to try something. You know, I don't want to scare him off, but if you two say that that's, that's what's probably best, then I will. And I am comforted knowing that... You know, I'm not the only one who has experienced this. And like I said before, it's it's nothing bad. It's just a little bit strange. Um, but but thank you for that advice. Yeah, we, we apologize. We really should probably include this into the New Citizen Welcome Manual uh, about this possibility um, because it does happen so frequently. A lot of people sort of take advantage of it, though, uh, and, and just um, continue eating. Uh, for a long time, uh, not everyone's as courteous as you to uh, to make sure that they are um, sort of appreciating everything that so and so junior is given. Well, thank you for that compliment. You know, I I do have a question. If he's not scared away, is there a certain amount of time that he'll go before moving on to a new house, or does he wait until he, for whatever reason, feels it's time to move on? Oh well, um, in his mind, he is perpetually in his math classroom just adding 2 plus 2 plus 2 over and over and over uh so it's a it's a bit of a, a quantum mechanics sort of situation where uh, uh he just uh, keeps inventing and uh adding on <laughs> more and more courses as he goes uh, you know, eventually some... though uh he he will run out of even even with the inventiveness of the so and so's and being able to put scrambled eggs into different foods uh he will run out of different variations for new plates um that becomes some factor of uh the original 3 so uh i'm not sure what that is but it could be upwards of you know 520 some plates uh the uh the limits of uh his course creation um they're actually explored in a, a happy fun time learning course at the community college uh and it's a it's a variable that um we like to plug in and play with to predict the predict the the heat death of the universe i will say jessica because i know you're very nice and i and i want you to be very careful that um as a fan of the podcast you probably know that we we don't have chickens on the island so the sources of eggs are very finite here and i just want to say that if you're getting to the point where some of the eggs look extremely large um tread lightly um they might not be safe to eat and in fact it might anger um some of our larger creatures to see the ingestion of their children um even from chef so-and-so who does take great care of them up until um the 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 you know the death part I'm I'm imagining many of them are from the fattened peacocks from uh, from our most recent Yalkenbeck Thanksgiving, uh, and, and they are very territorial about their eggs. Um, so I think the best indication, if you are are afraid of eating peacock eggs, would be that so and so will have some some pretty uh, rough claw marks from where he's gone and um, acquired those eggs from the fattened pe- the the fattened cocks. Uh, and if uh, uh, just a, a warning, Jessica Wessica, if you do see uh, any troops of wandering fattened peacocks, 
Do not approach them. They are not clean. Uh, those cuts, they will get infected. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I really appreciate uh, the heads up about this. I had yet to see any of the fattened cocks, and, and I hope to, to not come across them. Um, I didn't even realize that we had a robust exotic animal um, encountering here here at Yelkenback, and I do love animals, and, and I do love to interact with them, but I guess I should maybe maybe stay away for a bit if I come across them. Well, Jessica, you know, actually, it's, it's if also... you go to the if you go to the aviary, there you'll see that there are two um, two sides to the to the peacock reserve, um, and on the left, um, see, and they're they're sorted by the size of their talons and whether they will cut you. So you want to go to the uncut cocks. Um, and avoid the cut cocks. Um, so you're gonna go. Really, to, you're I gonna veer to the left. I, I think generally, though, um, unless they are in some sort of like containment area, it's best to uh, avoid the peacocks. Um, you you wouldn't know this as uh, sort of a transplant here, but we have a saying uh, uh, that we we always say after you come back Thanksgiving, which is uh, if you see a flock of dirty cock, it's go to bed a clock. And if it does come down to it, Jessica, Wessica, it is completely okay to flog a cock. Just flog it, flog it, uh, until it just erupts. They're not protected, yeah. Um, do what you need to do to protect yourself. Uh, but but if you're talking about so-and-so junior, I, yeah, he's harmless. All right, um... Well, that was a lot of information. I appreciate it again. And you know what? It is nice to know that once I see the fattened cocks, I could potentially go to bed, as you said, because I am an insomniac. And one of the reasons that I moved to Yalcombe back, in addition to get a fresh start and potentially meet a nice man, is to maybe be able to fall asleep again. That would be nice. I did have a quick question. I don't know if anyone has tried to um, breed the peacock eggs themselves. Um... Well, not breed the eggs, of course, but hatch the eggs. So if Chef So-and-So Jr. happened upon me tomorrow, say, with some more scrambled eggs, and, and I were to take behind his back, you know, one of the, the big eggs, if I kept that for myself and tried to hatch it, um, what, what would happen? Has anyone had any experience with that? Um, Jessica, I, I my, would like a pet. My first question would be, how comfortable are you um, sitting for long periods? I, I enjoy sitting, you know, and, and whatever I can do to make my, my friends and my family happy, if that would require me sitting, then sit I will. Well, if you, you know, sit I could on really egg, uh, I think it'll take it or leave it when it comes to sitting. Uh, it's not my preferred resting position. Well, that's why, baby, you might not be suited to hatch an egg, but it sounds like Jessica Wessica, especially since she's able to be at attention for, you know, long hours at a time, if she's able to sit um, upright and alert on that egg, I think it might hatch. Uh, but I would say, um, as speaking in my role as commissioner of animal husbandry here on Yonkombeck Island, uh, it, it it's, I wouldn't say that it's not recommended, uh, but it, it you should take caution. Uh, they, it, the, the young peacocks do like to um, sort of attach onto whatever they see first, uh, as their parent, uh, even if it is uh, inanimate. So make sure when that egg starts hatching, you are just uh, eyes locked in. Oh, 
All right, I, I'll make sure to do that if I decide to take the egg. Of course, I'm not sure yet. I haven't made up my mind, and I've only just found out about these peacocks about 10 minutes ago. But should I decide to do it, I will let you know and, and tell you how it goes. Well, Jessica, uh, you know, I, I hope we've helped you out here. Uh, I hope, uh, you know, if, 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 if this doesn't help, feel free to call back, uh, and, and maybe we can give you some more advice. While we've got you on the line, though, uh, I'm, uh, I, I was wondering if maybe you could talk to us about uh, what the Yalkenbeck Collar is doing the best of Yalkenbeck uh, awards right now. And uh, we were just talking about this earlier. Uh, I think perhaps the most contentious one is uh, Best Water Park. Uh, mm. I, 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 didn't, I know it's cold out right now, but I didn't know. What, what's your pick? What's your favorite water park on the island right now? Oh, my favorite water park. Hmm. Well, that that has to. Let's see. I, I haven't. I haven't visited all of them. I've seen a couple. Oh, of them. how could you? You've only been here three weeks. <laughs> That's very true. I I don't even um, know if you have the the water park manual yet. You know, I don't. I don't think I do. What comes in that? Uh, oh well. Uh, you just come on down to City Hall, and uh, we will get you started with the first packet of the water park manual. Uh, it's a, a handy little chapter book that details all of our water parks and various, uh, aquatic entertainment features. It, it, it also has, um, it includes a lot of coupons, uh, for tickets to these entertainment features. Uh, the water park and aquatic park, uh, co-op, uh, ha has put together sort of this, uh, I, I guess enticement is it would be the best word for it, um, where you can get sort of some discounts uh, to many of the wonderful water parks on the island. But but of well, the ones I, that you've I seen, which one a good is good coupon? Uh, well, of the of the ones that you've seen, which one uh, which one would be your favorite? Which one are you going to vote for? Well, you know, I I've never been to this one again, but I heard about it, and it sounds quite delightful. I I believe it was a water park in collaboration with Linda Graybill. It was called Ice Cream Island, and of course they had lots of chilly refreshments out there for people, and there was um, a hot fudge lazy river, and that just sounds so excellent to me. And you know, I I'm very excited to meet her as well sometime, and you know, <laughs> you three as well. Um, and I just think that sounds like perfection and i love ice cream i love being outside i love lazing in a river and and such well um <clears throat> i i'll just say jessica you're going to listen back to this podcast and uh, one dream will have come true and i'm afraid one um might be less possible um yeah uh i'm just gonna leave it at that yeah it's be uh, um it's best that we just Spare, spare you the news until that way you can just you know continue living for a couple more days with um with her memory i will say um it is going to be technically possible for you to uh meet linda uh if you just um set yourself floating down the lazy river um she will come drifting to you in the breeze, um, she might be a bit more ashy than you expected, but uh, she'll be there. She'll be there on uh, on each and every one of our fudge-covered bodies. Well, I, I look forward to to meeting her. Um, I'm not quite sure what you mean, but 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 I am excited for that day to be re reunited with someone who just 
seems like um, such an iconic figure, I'd be all come back. And I, I do have to say, um, one of my most recent breakfast courses did end with a popsicle from Linda Graybill's shop, and it was perhaps the most delicious popsicle I've ever eaten. So once again, you know, I really look forward to this. Well, much like her popsicles, um, your stories have warmed us right up. Um, uh, Antifreeze to a cold heart. And Jessica, I, I just thank you so much um, for calling in. We are so honored to know that this podcast is doing what we hoped it would do, which is to bring incredible people um, to our island with incredible genes, apparently, to have you know lived through a 72-year marriage and still sound as young as you sound. Um, you and Agatha should hang out sometime. Um, but until that day, we are so glad to have met you um, via phone. Well, thank you very much again. Uh, I'm, I was so excited to be able to talk to you all almost in person. And I just wanted to extend the invitation. If you all aren't doing anything on Friday morning, I know Chef So-and-So Jr. is going to cook up a big breakfast. And I sure can't eat it all by myself. So if you'd like to stop by, please do. I would love to have you as my guests. Sounds like a sausage party. We'll be there. With bells on. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, Gil and Baby, we've had, uh, I think, a pretty full day here. We've we've remembered some greats. We've met some new faces of the island, and that cycle continues, and we hope that soon there will be even more Jessica Wessicas in our midst. But I think it's time that we let our listeners know the time and the weather and what they need to know this week. It's 4.32 p.m., and it's raining. The Alcombeck Sanitation Department and Water Treatment Plant would like to remind residents the books are not flushable, and we suggest donating finished bathroom reads to Yalcombeck Public Library instead of disposing of them. Ticklish Anonymous will hold an open meeting at the Yalcombeck Aviary this Saturday at 9.30 a.m. This week's theme is Confronting Our Fear of Feathers. The Fishmongers Guild is hosting a shrimp dinner to celebrate this year's successful shellfish harvest. The three-course feast includes pancake, aspic, and dessert courses. For more information, contact Equifax Yoshitaka. Yolkenbeck First Methodist would like to apologize for day four of their advent calendars. The butterfly was expected to live. Additionally, the church elders recommend that calendar holders avoid days 14 and 18. The now-sentient spiders who had infested the North Island area have now created a list of demands before leaving their favorite tree. One, stop swatting flies. We prefer them juicy. Two, stop sending us your pigs. Our staff writers are tired. And three, if you're cold, we're cold. Let us in. The Yalkenbach High School Model UN has opened the application process for cheer leaders. Interested applicants should bring an example of their craftsmanship, a change of clothes, as well as three forms of ID to the high school curling rink this Wednesday. And if any of those sound like a place you'd like to call home, remember, this is Yolkenbach. This is Y'all Come Back is an improvised podcast performed by Corey Collins, Josiah Knight, and Cameron Lindsay. Music written and performed by Caleb Ritchie. Check out his music at Caleb Ritchie Music on Facebook. Our cover art was done by Pip Lloyd. You can find Pip and their work on Twitter with the username at underscore proto pip.
eager for more This Is Y'all Come Back, or have a community announcement that you'd like to be read on the show? Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Y'all Come Back Pod on Twitter and at This Is Y'all Come Back on Instagram. Our guest, Jessica Wessica, was played by Heidi Clark. Heidi is an alumna of the Transylvania University Improv Team, Impromptu. Heidi is a fashion copywriter and jazz singer based in New York City. You can follow her on Instagram at Little Red Riding Hood. Our email is yalkombeckpodcast at gmail.com. That's Y-A-L-L-C-O-M-E-B-A-C-K podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to support This Is Yalkombeck, you can support us on Patreon, where we are always eager to hear your suggestions for new content in ways that we can engage with our listeners. If you like what you heard here, please hit subscribe so that you can get the newest episode in your feed every week. And while you're at it, leave a five-star review. Finally, share the show with your friends. Just like the people of Yalkenbeck, we are looking to grow, and we would love to welcome more folks into our community. Thanks for listening. <laughs>